0: The following podcast is a dear media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty,
1: the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill
0: Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I'm your co host, Jill Dunn, and I'm here with Carlene Higgins. Hey, Carlene. Hi, Jill. So full disclosure, we are recording this a little bit early. I know most of you are probably in the hustle and bustle, you know, leading up to the holidays right now. I just have a few more shopping days left. And, you know, it's been such an amazing time this fall. We've been everywhere. We've been L.A., New York a couple of times. And most recently, we went to Paris. Paris. Yes. Oui, wee oui, wee. Oui obsessed. We're
1: both wearing striped shirts today.
0: Oh, I know. Not to be too literal, but <laughs> I was inspired. I was inspired. Yes,
1: absolutely. And of course, as many of you know, we are two beauty editors turned beauty podcasters here every single Wednesday, not taking a break at all, even
0: at the holidays. No. This is a brand new episode coming in hot. Maybe you can... Tell everybody why we went to Paris. And in fact, your lovely husband, Kevin, joined us.
1: Yes, he tagged (laughs) along on this one. And who wouldn't? Because Jill and I, breaking news, went on a Chanel brand trip. Incredible. And we felt very privileged to go. We were the only media from Canada who were there.
0: Yes. As well as Julie Cousin, She's the makeup artist, the wonderful makeup artist. (laughs) National makeup artist. With Chanel and the wonderful PR guru, Halen who showed us the best time in Paris. So thank you Absolutely. to the, the Chanel team for that. Two very fun individuals.
1: And we just had a riot. Yeah. You know, we, first of all, of course, there was champagne, there was dancing to be had, there was shopping to be had, and the most delicious meals overlooking the Eiffel Tower. But really what we were there to do was to go behind the scenes yes. at Chanel's, one of their research innovation centers, mm-hmm. actually the original one yes. in Panton, Paris, yeah. uh, just it's outside just out of, of Paris. Paris. Yeah. And now I think they have innovation centers around the world, but mm-hmm. this is the OG yes, where Gabrielle Chanel herself started making products yeah. way back in the early
0: 1900s. Yeah. So they actually have made this a very innovative and state-of-the-art center now. It's like these brand new buildings. I think a lot of it was rebuilt or, you know, modernized in the most, in more recent years. We learned so much in the trip. Every single thing goes back to Mademoiselle Chanel, her vision. Yeah. And she was just so ahead of her time. Forever and news. so many of the things that she created over like a hundred years ago are still standing the test of time. So we Absolutely. were very uh, honored to be there. Absolutely. And
1: I think there's a lot of takeaways that you guys might yes. be interested in. You know, this wasn't like a tart style trip. Sorry to say, no shade <laughs> to anyone. But there was a lot of substance there. You know, it's the course. first time they've ever... opened the doors to this lab and innovation center and invited in media behind the scenes. That's not really like Chanel. You know, they're usually kind of a
0: little bit more private, privé, if you will. And it's the first time they ever allowed journalists behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. I think because we got a lot of
1: insights into the skincare and the science, which they don't talk about much. The sustainability piece, which Mm -hmm. almost nobody as a consumer really knows about. exactly. You you don't think of, you know, eco or green beauty and think of Chanel automatically. Yeah. And my one of my favorite parts was exploring the archives. Yes. Like I'm obsessed. It it give me antiques roadshow all day long on replay. Yeah. So I just loved seeing all of the artifacts from the earliest products ever made. So we're going to get into that. In just a little bit. And also what's coming down the pipe that we got whispers of Mm -hmm. while we were there. Jill, I'm going to tell you one of my
0: highlights before we jump into all of that. Okay. And also just make sure you stay tuned to the very end because we're doing a beauty editor shopping guide. So we're talking about trends we saw on the street. We're talking about the shops we went into, the restaurants we ate at, and our recommendations for where to stay stay and so many other things. I hadn't been to Paris in five years, so you better believe I was like a roving reporter on those streets. (laughs) So... Stay tuned absolutely for that because we know you want to know that juice too.
1: Now, one of the highlights outside, before we went to this lab visit, I went shopping. I bought some shoes. I Mm -hmm. showed it on Instagram, guys. Mm -hmm. They're like a loafer slash moccasin with the double C's. I'm
0: obsessed. Yep. They're really lovely. And we spotted a celebrity. Mm -hmm. We saw Vanessa Paradis. That was a really, really good sighting. And I think we should talk a little bit about the experience of shopping at 31 Rue Cambon, which is an iconic address. The service is one-on-one. Yeah. White glove. Yeah. So you're not looking around browsing. Like, you can look around the store. You're just not touching anything, trying bags on, like like Yeah. And, yes, and yes. I also saw the th- for the first time in the flash, the 31 Rouge new lipstick that they just came out with that's exclusive to the boutiques. And it's like all mirrored the case, and it's like meant to reflect the apartment of Mademoiselle Chanel. And it's just like absolutely stunning.
1: I want to talk about those lipsticks for a second. Yeah.
0: So, those are brand new and they are so luxurious. Yeah.
1: They are refillable. Mm hmm. It's about this idea, this modern idea of sustainability the luxury way, right. which is that, you know, you buy the case. And you're paying triple figures, mm-hmm. but it is a keepsake. One hundred ninety-five dollars U.S. And you just keep buying the insert. That's going to refill It's a little, a little bit more cost effective, but it's just the way that Chanel would do sustainable sustainable I guess you could say
0: yeah so they're faceted square glass case and so it's like very reflective all the way around it is meant to you know mirror those mirrors in the iconic apartment and it's got 12 different shades it has gardenia oil in there as well which is an exclusive ingredient so it's meant to have those skincare benefits as well so the idea is that you have this external case it has a little quilted bag it comes in and it's all very precious and then the refill is $95 so the idea is you buy you know multiple different shades but they're all going in the case
1: okay and they slowly started rolling out this season I believe where they're rolling out right now right yes in but it's
0: it's very exlu- it's very exclusive yeah. all pretty much only in the boutiques yeah I know that we're just a few days out from the holidays so if you're scrambling and you're like I need something that's gonna absolutely knock the socks off of the luxury beauty lover in your life, that is yeah. one thing to think about.
1: And we got to try it. Yes. What is the finish? How would you describe it? It's like a satin it? finish. Yeah, satin yeah. finish. Mm-hmm. And you and I got to try it Yeah. when Julie Cousin did our makeup yes. most graciously before we went to the opera. Yes. So, so you, it was a beige. Yeah, it was a beige. And and I love it. And that was a really fun evening I don't know if you're an opera fan, Jill, but I was a little jet lagged. So
0: I needed the double C toothpicks to keep my eyes from closing. I really enjoyed the opera. It was very different. It was almost stark, this creative direction of Turandot, which is a Puccini opera. And but it's like, you know, it's three hours and it's either your thing or it's not. Right. Anyway, so that was a little preview into
1: some newness coming down the pike from Mm -hmm. Chanel. I think we better get into the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So just after the break, we are going to share our biggest takeaways from our time getting behind the
0: scenes access at Chanel. So we're going to hear about reading Carlene's mind. Okay. We're going to hear about why certain products are actually as, as luxurious price point as they are. We also find out a really interesting new concept that I think you're going to be hearing about absolutely everywhere. And it relates to this mind-body connection and this matrix inside of us that's basically untapped inside of us known as the fascia.
1: Fascia facials coming in 2024, everybody. Let's do it. And then stay tuned until the end for our Insider's Paris Guide. Here we go.
0: Again for a moment to share a word in partnership with Macy's. So friendly PSA, time is ticking to get those last minute gifts for the holiday season. You know, there's always people who you inevitably miss that are on your nice list, but for some reason it just slips your mind to get them something. And you remember last minute, like you know, your favorite doorman, your dog walker, the person who teaches your kid piano. Or, you know, there's always that coworker who gets you something. You weren't anticipating it. Now you got to get them something. You know, we've all been there. So I'm here to let you know that there's still time to find the perfect gift at the Macy's last minute gift sale. So Macy's, they really make shopping for last minute gifts so easy, whether you want to shop by price point. I mean, they even have options for under $15 if you're on a budget. They also have luxury options, too, like designer fragrance sets or you can shop by category. So beauty, fashion, home, technology, jewelry, and they even have a dedicated list of all of the hottest toys for this season. So from now until Saturday, December 23rd, get an extra 20% off great gifts. You can check out Macy's.com and use promo code gift to save today. Once again, from now until Saturday, December 23rd, get an extra 20% off great gifts. Check out Macy's.com and use promo code GIFT to save today. Some exclusions apply. See Macy's.com for details. We'll link to this promo in our show notes and on our website. Now back to the show. Okay, and we're back. So, let's set the scene. Okay, well, first and foremost, the one thing I want to say about this day, one word I did not hear once was AI. Mm. <laughs> I did not hear about artificial intelligence once. This is not the vibe. I'm happy to report that it is as intimate and special and about soothing the soul as it ever was, probably even in like Mademoiselle Chanel's days, honestly.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think the upshot really was the future of beauty, mm-hmm. according to Chanel, mm-hmm. lies in the past. Yeah. And that actually, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate those, like that core ethos. Mm-hmm. And and I think the whole reason that they wanted to kind of open their doors and do this reveal was because they realized that they have these powerhouse ingredients and know-how and science and all of the yeah. things But they never talk about it. So they just decided, like, let's start to tell those stories. Yeah. And as a beauty editor, I felt like, you know, the space to tell these stories has dwindled. Yes. You know, with what's happened with magazines and the rise of TikTok. It's like, when are these stories going to be told? Mm -hmm. So I appreciated that. And then getting back to that idea of integrative beauty. I think what I really learned is that Gabrielle Chanel, Coco Chanel, she was... Such a powerhouse in her day, the way that she almost single-handedly, like, helped to break women from the chains of, like, Mm -hmm. bustles and Mm -hmm. corsets by creating pants. Yeah, and jersey fabric, right? And jersey fabric. Mm -hmm. So it was all about, like, liberating women and allowing them to become an active participant in life. Yeah. You know, you could go and play tennis. Mm-hmm. You could go and lay out in the sun in, you know, the south of France.
0: You could have um, leisure
1: time. Exactly. Quintessential feminist. So mm-hmm. totally here for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I think the clothing was a part of it, but, you know, it wasn't it was not shortly after, it was 1921 that she created Chanel number no. five. Mm-hmm. Makeup in 1924 and skincare in 1927. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this 360 yeah. integrative approach was really there from the beginning. Totally. And the idea, everything had to do with craft, mm-hmm. and also there was a oneness with nature. I know that sounds convoluted, but in the sense that you would enjoy the water, you would, enlo- yeah. you would enjoy the gardens, you yeah. you know, and there was stop there was and a smell res- the camellia. Right. And there was like a respect for that. Yeah. So I feel like that's it's about that's how wellness factors in. Yeah. It's about taking care of your mind, your body and your soul so that you can just enjoy life. Joie
0: de vivre. Yeah, exactly. And I think there was we saw Chanel sort of stepping back into this certainly at the beginning of 2022 with their launch of number one, which I think Mm. was really there putting a stake in the ground. We are here for wellness. We are here for quote, it was their version of quote unquote clean beauty. It was yeah. a lot more sustainable. Packaging Certain products were like I'm looking at it right now. Actually, they had the body serum and mist. So it's meant to like, yes, hydrate your skin, but also like evoke emotion when you're using it and like feeling as though you're kind of, you know, having your treat yourself moment. It's a whole body quite literally approach. I think to me, one of the
1: most exciting parts for me was visiting the archives. I mentioned that earlier. Yes. I just really enjoyed that. And one of the things, and we will post pictures, we'll have to do some kind of reel, but it was just such a wonderful experience. You go into this room and it was all black in there, like a museum. And so you go in and there's like these boxes with these different artifacts that they've collected from the past. Yes. And what I really noticed is how how modern the packaging really looked mm-hmm. for the 1920s. Like really, the font hadn't changed that much. Mm-hmm. The look, the black and white, that minimalism hadn't changed that much. And some of the products I thought sounded so now. You know, there was a product called Liquid Tan, Mm -hmm. which I thought must have been quite something at the time Mm -hmm. because... Before that, it was parasols mm-hmm. and women not trying to get a tan. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and then. Well, and they th- also had the the product for the weekend and and, right. and like a travel sized jar again, encourage. And it was a, like sort of reminiscent of or reflective of the times where people were starting to go out to their country homes and, right. and, and do that, you know, live their life of leisure. Weekend as a verb. Yes. They had the Gelé Anti
1: Solaire. And then there was another product called Crème de Toilette. Mm hmm. So like a eau de toilette cream, yes. And I thought that sounded so. Now and then there was another one called Le De Beauté Chanel, mm-hmm. and it was like a milk, a milk that you could use on your face and your body.
0: Yeah, and. I wanted to shout out the woman whose job I would like to steal in another lifetime. Her name is Julie De Dier. De Dier, it's spelled D-E-Y-D-I-E-R. And she is in charge of all of the Chanel heritage. And so she was the best tour guide you could possibly have. And I was asking all kinds of questions. And you had asked her, Carlene, what was the most recent thing that they had acquired for their archives? Because she said it's very difficult. It's not like a handbag or a scarf or a suit jacket that would be handed down beauty stuff is really hard to come by and like it's original packaging and Mm -hmm. or being valid from a certain era because people just throw it away, right? So she said that they were able to find a case. It was a cosmetic travel case and they had Mm. just found it the month before at an auction. Mm. And then I asked, what's the most prized possession? What are they always looking for? And she said any of the Chanel Number 5 bottles between 1921 and 1924 because there were eight sizes of them. Wow. Okay. So she said they've only been able to secure five of the sizes mm. and they're still trying to find the other three sizes. Oh. And the other thing that she said, she knew that they had, there was a powder and a cream for sport, she said. And she knows it existed in 1928 because there was a Vogue spread about it, mm-hmm. but they've never been able to get their hands on it. So they're just constantly looking. And so I thought people would be interested to know, like what they're on the hunt for. Absolutely, you know.
1: Good for you for not gatekeeping that information. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, kudos. Kudos. maybe
0: when I like retire and live in France, I'll just go to auctions and try to hunt these things down. Now, moving on, Jill and I put on our lab coats and they
1: literally said Chanel and they had our names on them. Yeah. These lab coats. It was we we have the, the skincare. It was all about the skincare. We behind post the scenes. Them. Mm-hmm. And then we went through the labs and we got to talk to the scientists and the researchers and we got to see all of like the key ingredients that they
0: use in most of their products The most epic thing that they've done is what's called these open sky laboratories. Open sky laboratories are in different climatic zones. Mm -hmm. So there's one in Gojak in the Southern Alps in France. There's Costa Rica, there's Madagascar, and there's Bhutan. Yeah. And this is what I
1: think is very little known throughout the outside of, you know, beauty editors, perhaps. Yeah. Is that they have these what they call open sky laboratories where they really work with the local communities there to mm-hmm. first of all try to figure out what the traditional uses are and to be able to extract the best of those ingredients yeah. without destroying the habitat and the ecosystem mm-hmm. and the plant material yeah. so you're not destroying it as you know they're tapping it so it was interesting having that dialogue with them because in some instances yes they do what A lot of we've been actually on a few lab tours Mm -hmm. now and a lot of the conversation there is around biotech. Yeah. You know, and taking these molecules and recreating them in a lab Mm -hmm. so you don't need the farm at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, isn't that great? This is the future of beauty. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, in some cases we'll do that, but only where it makes sense. In other cases, they're really treating it like these ingredients are precious. Yeah. Heritage, you know commodities and they can't be replaced they can't be destroyed so they're actually investing in organic farming Mm -hmm. and like you don't hear that much from big companies big beauty these days and just getting back to the camellia the camellia flower so Mm -hmm. a lot of you would have seen the chanel bags whenever you purchase something Mm -hmm. you get the gift bag and they have that beautiful camellia flower that's Mm -hmm. white on the outside plus you can buy like roaches that are the shape of it. It is a code, quintessential code of the house of Mm -hmm. Chanel and one of Gabrielle Chanel's original favorite flowers. So that ingredient is also in a Chanel number one line that came out last year. We talked about it a little bit earlier. So the ingredients called Camellia Japanica. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Alba Plena Okay, And this is a prized Japanese camellia. It comes from Wajak. Wajak. That's the uh, the Chanel. That's a camellia farm in the south of France. Yeah. So it is Wajak. at the foot of the Pyrenees Mountains. And this is where they harvest those. So what they've said about the camellia flower that I thought was fascinating is that in hard conditions like frost mm-hmm. and rain, The petals and the stems don't disintegrate or deteriorate, Mm -hmm. which is very rare. So they've studied this flower and that's why they use it. And that's why they link it to aging. And Mm -hmm. actually what they've been studying for the past 10 years, it's called senescence. And senescence is going to be something you're hearing about
0: a lot in beauty in the next little bit.
1: And that's all about the process of deterioration with age. So it's the phenomenon of cell aging and how it deteriorates. That's what's being studied. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that I learned that I thought was interesting is that Chanel has partnered with this university in Vienna Mm -hmm. to study senescence. And this is where they've come up with like findings, right? And the university has created these 3D models Where it can actually show, like, if we apply this ingredient, like the camellia, how does that impact, like, these stages of aging and stages of cell deterioration? And these findings have actually been published in, like, 26 scientific journals. And that's why they decided with this Chanel number 1 line that they were, like, going all in. It has concentrated Mm -hmm. camellia. So, like, that's just an example. But then when you look at the actual farming, it's, like, very... Not quaint, but it's like they are protecting that flower. So there's like all these different varietals that they cultivate there. And it's like a very precious farming system Mm -hmm. where they're looking after the ecosystem to make sure that it's not like obliterated from the earth. So it's that kind of like next level care and research where Mm -hmm. it really is like old world meets new. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that I thought that was all like the ingredient know-how that we took away that I thought was interesting. And then... I think some of the scientific work that they're doing is really next level. Yeah. I actually very
0: nerdily volunteered to be yeah. a guinea pig. It was this whole workshop called Skin to Mind, and it was hosted by Marie Eloise Bardell. She's the head of the neuroscience division. So we were all in a room together, and basically, Carlene volunteered, and you put on a crown of it looks electrodes. like electrodes. It looked like you were getting your brain examined. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I, like, Exactly. Yeah. I looked like I was in, like, a sci-fi movie. You know those models they would have in old, in chemistry class, where it's, like, the stick with the ball at the end of it? Yeah. It was, like, those types of balls on a crown, all on, that curling wore like on her head. Yeah. Yeah, that basically allowed them to measure yeah. your response. Exactly. Yeah. So I sat there. Blindfolded.
1: Blindfolded. Yes.
0: And the first thing that they did was ask me to... Like uncap the product. Yeah. You put it on your hand. You had they gave her a cream and they put it on and then she had to like put it on her hand. Unfortunately, I don't have video of this just because my phone died at that time. But yes, you were sitting there. You had a blindfold on, the crown on. You put a cream that was unknown to you on your hand. Yes. And then on the screen, everybody in the room could watch these little dots. They It was kind of like watching a TV screen and they had it divided into four quadrants. Like one was like nervous and excited. One was like displeased. The other one was like happy and excited. And when you like put the cream on your hand, instantly all the little dots race to <laughs> happy and excited. Yeah, exactly. It's, it was fascinating. Yeah. They were like
1: bing, 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 bing. Yeah. I'm it happy. was like it was
0: like your sensories. You were overloaded with happiness, yeah, and then they were like, "Smell it, <laughs> yeah." And Carlene goes to smell like her hand where the cream was applied, and instantly all the little dots on the screen went to un like unpleasant, don't like, really,
1: yes. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. All I heard was Jill's like signature cackle yeah. in the audience, and I was
0: like, "What just happened?" Yeah, it was hilarious because it was like so content and excited and into it and then you smell it and it was like instantly not into it.
1: Really? Yeah. That you. do you know what? No one explained that to me so oh. I had no idea that okay. that happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we read your mind and you didn't even know. It was oh, like the matrix. My gosh, you guys. So this explains why
1: my favorite, my personal favorite line from Chanel is the number 10 to yeah. Chanel. Right. Which is unscented. Right. Anyway, we finished the day mm-hmm. doing a self-massage, self-care situation. Yes. And this is really next level what they have studied, and what is coming to a Chanel spa near you very soon. Mm -hmm. Jill?
0: So this workshop we did was at the end of the day, and it was kind of all about like just reconnecting, getting that skin-body-mind connection going on again. But we were learning about fascia and fascia therapy. And this is something that's going to be a great takeaway from our listeners because fascia is... A relatively new concept in the world of skincare and it's going to be rolling out in all Chanel treatments in treatment spas in the course of the next few years. So
1: fascia is from the Latin word fascia mm-hmm. meaning band or strip and it refers to the connective tissue that like surrounds your organs and muscles and right. links every part of your human body. It's a thin translucent hydrated membrane composed of water hyaluronic acid and collagen mm-hmm. and basically it envelopes all of the anatomy in your body yeah, and connects all your muscles, them to each other i industries. actually was just at my osteopath because uh-huh. as you know i my back went out when i was in paris uh-huh. And then I learned what an osteopath does, which I didn't realize, but they're working on your muscle, your fascia and your bones. Right. So the fascia is kind of like in between. Yeah. And what I learned at the Chanel workshop is it's considered to be the largest sensory organ in the human body. Mm -hmm. And it contains more sensory receptors than skin itself, which is kind of crazy. And you do hear about, like, even on TikTok, we're hearing about fascia facials. Definitely. And some, I think sometimes there's like more science to it than others. But the idea here being that if these facialists are able to work on the fascia, that it will help to reduce tension, it will induce overall relaxation. And again, just lends itself to the emotional part of the experience. So it's meant to really like intensify the benefits of skincare. Yeah. So of course they, ha- they do their clinical evaluation mm-hmm. and it's targeting like deeper tissues, skin elasticity and, you know, all of that is going to make you feel better but also look more toned and plumper Mm -hmm. and all of those things so just bringing a bit more science to the idea of this self-care situation yeah so that's something that you can actually check out at your local Chanel spa Mm -hmm. coming very soon so yeah overall it was an amazing trip yeah I still want to go somewhere and like see these flowers for myself, but this was a great
0: starting point. I mean, I think that the, we just did one day at these research labs and each and everything that we talked about today, I think could, we could write a book on each of these topics.
1: And I loved spending time with Julie as well. And, yes. You know, getting the intel from her because yep. she often works on red carpets Yes. At the Toronto Film Festival, yes. for example. So I was just I think both of us were tapping her during our makeup application. Yeah. We're like, what are your favorites from Chanel? What do you actually use on the red carpet? Yeah. She's a big fan of Jill. Jill has a skincare serum in front of us that it, it has its own leather case.
0: <laughs> no. Yes.
1: Shame. It's wrapped in a leather case. What is the official name of it? This is the
0: Sublimage. I have to report it's really worth it, even though it's definitely a splurge. But this product is called the Sublimage L'Estre de Nuit. And so this is one of their newest products from the Sublimage range. And it's kind of like an oil in serum, but I loved it as a makeup primer. That's actually what Julie used on me before mm. we went to the opera. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't too oily for me at all. I was obsessed with how it made my skin look and feel and primed it really well for makeup. and Julie said she is mm-hmm. obsessed with using it for all I different see. types of red carpet looks. That's so beautiful amber bottle. Yeah.
1: I feel like it's just like it's like a golden serum. And I just feel like there's a little bit of snatching going on when yeah. you apply it. And
0: it's it's not It's not what you would think because it is for an Estre de Nuit. Like you would think it's for nighttime. So you wouldn't want to put it on under makeup, but it's a sleeper hit. And it also comes in a gorgeous leather case that's lined with tweed naturally. It has its own Chanel bag. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And they do have a refill of this formula. So with
1: all of that being said, we are going to take a short little break and we'll be back with our favorite things to do. Shop and where to sleep in Paris mm-hmm. after the job,
0: ok. So obviously, when we were packing for this trip, Carly, we needed to be strategic. Actually, I had come right from New York to Paris, so I didn't have a lot of extra space. but, The lovely people at Away actually sent us over a sexy new duo, you know, a carry-on and a checked suitcase to send us on our merry way. Yes. (laughs) And I love that they're navy blue and not black because they're easier to ID on the carousel.
1: So that was a plus. And my husband even noted, Kevin even noted how much? So he had the smaller one, the carry-on, uh-huh. and I had the middle size. Right.
0: The medium size, yeah. The medium
1: size. And he was like, I can't believe how much this fits yeah. in the carry-on, even though it is to code. Yeah. I hate it when you buy like a carry-on, yes. but it's not actually to code because I think they shrunk the size that yeah. you can put so on So to code,
0: you mean the measurements that are You can, can actually put on a carry-on. Yeah. And the thing is with us, we had had a very sexy aluminum suitcase to tote our gear. Yeah our precious cargo. That's right. But it was a little heavy. Yes.
1: Right. And actually the smaller size was not the the right size. Correct. Right. So this one is correct. And I love having the matching set. It's like such a flex. Yeah, absolutely. To have both of them at the airport and just like glided along so smoothly. It was actually really funny because I did hurt my back. So (laughs) it was kind of like using one almost like a wheelie crutch. Oh, no. So Thank you to the good people at Away, because otherwise I would have been like if I had to hobble with some like janky
0: ass suitcase, I would have been in big trouble. And I love the what is it called? The polycarbonate. It is so much lighter. It is. Your stuff isn't going to get wrecked inside. It's durable, you know? Exactly. So I'm obsessed with that. We hit the streets of Paris. Admittedly, Carlene, you did not have a lot of time while you were there and you were with your husband. So y'all were kind of doing your own thing while I and then I stayed a few extra days. Mm-hmm. So I was doing my own thing, too. And so I'm curious, what did you take note of on the streets in Paris? And we were staying in a great area, at Chateau Voltaire, which I had just saved in my Paris save list because Jenna Lyons said it was her favorite hotel in Paris. And then lo and behold, Chanel ended up inviting us on this trip and very graciously putting us up there. So, yeah, it was I mean, wonderful. I, I love that It's like
1: a boutique
0: hotel. Yes. And
1: service was top notch. Yeah. And so it's one of those where there's like the black and white, you know, octagonal like tiles in your bathroom, that kind of thing. Just very quaint. And like the lounge in the back is this little jewel box situation where it's like dark and there's so many different like patterns and woods and things and just Oh, loved it. When we were out and about, I noticed a couple things. Number one is, I know this gets talked about a lot, but once again, seeing Vanessa Paradis and just other women as well, not as much overt cosmetic surgery being done. For sure, no. Like women look their age and they are comfortable in their own skin. And from what I hear, what I gather is that, yeah, some women are getting tweaks done, but it would never be noticeable. You never want to look like you try too hard. Mm -hmm. That is not chic. Right. Right. So, yeah, seeing Vanessa Paradis, it's like she definitely looks, you can tell her age, but she's comfortable in it. She wears it. Yeah, She wears it with confidence.
0: It's really actually quite refreshing and inspiring. Mm -hmm. It's definitely the French way. And I think, you know, the same thing goes with the French girl hair. It's just like, there's no extensions. Oh, wow. there, yes. There's no extensions. It's just letting it fly. And at one point I was joking with Julie on our tour of Ponton because they, we had to go between buildings at one point. And it was like, I'm just going to lean into the French girl hair because I had done my hair previously, but yeah. it was like, it's just going to be frizzy today. That's what it Let is. Let it get wet. Let it get frizzy. It is what it but is. It's true. Like the
1: women, even who worked at Chanel, yes. like they're in, Never lifted a curling iron to their head, never, clearly. never. It's just not a thing.
0: But the other thing that it's interesting like, it's like, yes, they're comfortable and they quote unquote look their age, whatever that means. But there is nobody going gray, right? There is no one going That's gray true. in Paris. Everyone is sticking to the color they were born with, right? So that to me was fascinating, yes, yeah.
1: and then. Fashion wise, Mm -hmm. I would say the ballet core trend Mm -hmm. is alive and well and doubled down in Paris. Yeah. Because not only were there bows everywhere, but Mm -hmm. the leg warmers. Yeah. Wow. Leg warmers everywhere. Like there were a lot of people who I saw who literally looked like they just came out of the ballet. Yeah. But I know that in some cases, at least it was it was a look like when I was shopping in Chanel and one gorgeous gal came in and she had the leg warmers and like the little skirt and it was just a real I cause that was on the spring runway at Chanel, right? Well the, the leg Chanel warmers. Cruise
0: collection. They had the ballet flat with the scrunchy sock. It's selling it together.
1: Oh, I see.
0: (laughs) Okay, so anyway, that's what I noticed was just a lot
1: more of the, you know, they all look like they had just danced their way out of the Opera Garnier. Yeah. Tell
0: me about your pharmacy shopping, because I know that you went. Right. Well, first of all, I also wanted to say that I went to Merci, which, of course, is a great department store. And I ran into Sasha Plavsik, our guest from like three weeks ago. Amazing. In front of Merci. She's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what are you doing here? (laughs) So We had a great catch up on the sidewalk in front of Merci. It was it was great. But, you know, I'm here. I'm always here for a French pharmacy find. So let me just grab my bag of goodies. And how is Merci? Because I haven't checked it out. So Merci is like the most incredible assortment. It's kind of like a mini department store. There's home goods, there's fashion, there's books. The best stuff, though, I think is the home. So Mm -hmm. all of the linen that they have and all of the duvet covers and all of the sheets. And like even something simple as like dish towels, like Sasha and I were bonding over the dish towels, which is what I bought. (laughs) And it's like they're linen. They're such high quality. Yeah.
1: Okay. So then she went to the
0: pharmacy. Okay. So the first thing I got, it's not necessarily French, but I always buy it at the French pharmacy and it's the Nivea cream in the tin.
1: Oh. So this was
0: three euro. And you're going to say, Jill, they have this in North America. Why do you care? I was going to say the difference is and. I don't know if you remember, but the ones in Europe, they're actually poured and made in, in Germany. Oh. And with the ones we get in North America, they're poured and they're made in Mexico. So nothing wrong with that, but it's a completely different formula. This formula? One, yes, you think so? It is. Really? That's been confirmed. We went to Nivea together. Oh my God. We did. We bonded in... Um, Hamburg. Hamburg. So this that's why I always get this when I go to... Anywhere and do Europe. you find it's just like thicker, richer, creamier, lovelier? It's just creamier, better. I think the ingredients are better, and it's just okay. like I like how it sits on the skin better. Okay, yeah, that's a hot three tap. euro. Hot tip, everyone. Um, then I got this from my friend, Laura. It's viral on TikTok. It is, I'm going to get the exact pronunciation because I'm going to mess it up. Looks like Ialuset. This is spelled I-A-L-U-S-E-T and it's a hyaluronic acid cream. Now I, this is like 14 euro. I had to ask the pharmacist for it. Okay. And essentially it's just like a richer cream of hyaluronic acid. And in France, they use this on like burns.
1: So oh. it's not necessarily
0: meant for every day, but a lot hmm. of people on TikTok are using this to layer with their retinol product as hmm. a buffer. So it actually comes in a cream tube, but I accidentally bought the foam, but even Oops. still it's like, which I've often said I love foam products. So this one just, whoop, I got Whooppa. it on you. Sorry. You can have a little of this. Okay. Anyway, it's basically meant to Ooh, be nice. like a salve for, you know, if you do have, Injury to the skin, or cuts, or burns, or redness, or anything—they say it's a different weight of hyaluronic acid in this formula, okay—and therefore it's a little Very bit more much. nourishing to the skin. It feels thicker than what you would consider like a hyaluronic acid serum here in North America. Hmm. Absolutely. The other thing that I came home with is, of course, the L'Oreal Paris El Net Hairspray, because as we know, the one in Europe is so much better. I don't know how or why it is. I assume it has to do with ingredients, but. It is far superior to the one we have in North America. I loved bringing that back as well. All right. Well, that sounds excellent.
1: So I loved the hotel we stayed at. You mentioned Chateau Voltaire. Voltaire. But there's another one that I want to let you guys know about. It's called Hotel Les Tournels, and Mm -hmm. it's in the Marais. And I stayed there in the summer, and I paid $350 Canadian a night in the high season. Uh So that would be probably like, 300, maybe almost 300 U.S. in the middle of August. I feel like that's crazy good and included breakfast. And listen, I mean, was it as fancy? Uh, No, but yeah, Yeah. it's a three star boutique hotel, but it's really cute. And the area is perfect because you can walk to the Frankie shop if you're into that. I also really like American Vintage, which they now have in New York and Nolita, but they don't have it in Canada. And Kevin went shopping there and like bought a Things it's a really good clothing store that even though it's called American Vintage, it's actually originally French. Okay, so I do recommend that store. But I did like that Chateau Voltaire the location Mm -hmm. because we went to a couple of places that were amazing. Lulu, right, which is the restaurant at the Louvre. And it's so beautiful. That's where we had like a lovely view of the mm-hmm. Eiffel Tower. And I also went there in the summer, and you sit outside, uh-huh. which is just like lovely. You're on the grounds overlooking yeah. the Louvre. And then we were there inside. Beautiful. And the food's delicious.
0: And at the it's the eggplant. Just, the decor is so, so lovely. And then where else do we eat? We ate at Le Bon. Le bon. I'm going to get the name of it. This was like a very traditional French restaurant where they were just like, you people are not from here, get out of here. And I loved it. (laughs) It's called Le Bon Mm -hmm. Saint-Pourcin, P-O-U-R-C-A-I-N. And like old school, like have the black, Like chalkboard and they bring it over to you. Yeah. Great wine. Oh, the food was unbelievable. It really was. And even Kevin said out of all the meals we had that was his favorite. So, you know, those are some of our picks. We'll link to all of these. Everything that we talked about, we will link to on our website, which of course is breakingbeautypodcast.com. And you know, I know it's the end of the year and it's a busy time, but people might be daydreaming about when they're gonna go to Paris next. And by the way, would you ever be interested in a trip to Paris where Carlene and I were hosting? Like come to Paris as with Jill and Carlene beauty editor vibes like would that be something of interest yeah we've tossed that idea around absolutely but I know for sure one thing that's going to be popping off in Paris in 2024 is the summer Olympics a lot of people may not realize that they're happening and everywhere there were so many souvenirs or hotels with you know ramping up getting renovated and stuff beforehand so I need to show you Carlene the one souvenir I bought for that's about the Paris 2024 Olympics. Hmm. So I was at the airport and I had to get this, and I still <laughs> another may give, tote. Yeah, I still may give this away as a one of my Christmas gifts. I haven't decided yet, but we have to talk about the Paris 2024 logo because I had pointed it out to you like the first day yes. we got there. So yeah. maybe it's meant to be the flame. Okay, yeah, hilarious, and it's got the Olympic rings under it, Paris, twenty twenty four. Love the font, everything, but the logo itself is a bit like uh, it looks like a woman with a bob, where you just see
1: her lips. That and, and I look at it, it, and that is the first thing I see. Like this is one of those tests. Remember Rorschach? You know, Rorschach test? Yeah, test? where you could see a bird or a fish yeah. or whatever. The blue dress, yellow dress. And this <laughs> is this is definitely a woman with a bob. Okay you guys tell us, is this a woman with a bob or is this a
0: flame, an Olympic flame? flame. And I think this is definitely by design. Please
1: drop in to our Instagram comments and you can leave a flame if you see a flame. If first of all, if you listen to the end of this episode, drop a flame if you see a flame and drop a woman's head if you see a woman's head.
0: Yep. Yeah. I actually think where they were going with this was very cheeky. It almost looks like one of the wigs that they the dancers wear in Crazy Horse at Crazy Horse. Love Crazy Horse. That's enough. It is the sexiest,
1: hottest, coolest version of Mulan Rouge. Don't go ever. with your dad. No. <laughs> go with your date. And I'm telling you, it is I love Crazy Horse so much. And that everyone concludes our episode. Yeah this was our most amazing Paris trip. High five, Joe. Yes. Yes. We've done it. Pinch
0: us, pinch us. Manifesting many fabulous trips for all of you in the new year. Yeah. We have a new episode next week. We did a pod swap with gals on the go. And speaking of traveling, that's actually a lot about New York, where the girlies are getting it done, where to eat, where to get your hair done, where to get your glam done, all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, that's right. With the gals on the go. So tune in next week and happy holidays. The American 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 Like That's am